Hello, everybody. Welcome to One Drink, a podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our history show, we are featuring June 7th to June 13th. Oh, yeah. As well as two Metal Bottom stories. Yep. And each week, they just keep getting better and better. Yep. The history and the Medal of Honor stories. Yep. You never know what you're going to learn. No. It's no, It's never ending. Yep. And it's also, you know, it's just great. Yep. So we're going to start June 7th, 1912. Ooh, okay. U.S. Army test first machine gun mounted on a plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I've always wanted to shoot like a big ass fully automatic machine gun. How cool. No joke. It's be... probably terrible and loud, and you know you feel like your brain's gonna get rattled out of your face. But yeah, but just screw it, dude. Just screw just it, to... dude. Strap me into this seat and just Let's give me give me the the foot pegs, man. And, just... <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> you just but, but the dis... I mean, dude, those bullets. Oh, dude. I mean, I we're just... talking destruction. I just want to lace into oh, oh. like a like a like like put an RV a hundred yards yeah. away from me. Dude, just thinking. let me flat. The shit out of it. Just to see something like yeah. well, you can take out tanks. I mean, you anything. Oh, yeah. You're taking out anything with yeah. these guns. Um, so one of the most basic technical obstacles, a lack of weaponry, was overcome on June seventh, nineteen twelve, when Captain Charles Day Forrest Chandler. That's a mouthful. I mean, come on. It's a, it's a cool name, but damn. Yeah. Demonstrated a machine gun mounted on an airplane in a brief flight at the Army Aviation School in College Park, Maryland. Well, I guess he didn't miss no. whoever he was no. demonstrating shooting at. So, yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, damn. You'd have to put me really far away. Like, I'd probably not feel comfortable <laughs> being able to actually see the damn thing work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you put me in the plane with it to watch it work. That's the perfect seat. Yeah. Because I'm not, I promise you, I'm not going to be down here no. watching the first ever machine gun get tested from a plane. Because, I mean, he'd like, be I'm like... Not, right. Especially if they go, like, oh yeah, let's do a flyover so we can really show them. And you're and you're watching, yeah, like the gun getting pointed at you, and right. like there's the target, or I'd it just like, comes off and it starts like firing into the plane, like right, rips the wing right off. Yeah, it's like the plot to a movie where you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, or like in those, you know, the old biplanes, you know, where the guy's like sitting in the back and, or like it's like Indiana Jones where he goes across and he rips off like the the tail wing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I love how we take like a cool fact like that and just just make it you know the worst scenario that could possibly ever happen. And everyone's like, so wait. What was it that they were talking about? The first machine gun right. mounted on a plane. <laughs> Idiots. Indiana Jones. Uh, All right. June 9th, <clears throat> 1898. Uh, the British signed a 99-year lease for Hong Kong. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like the, the region of China. Yeah. That's, which I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know this. So, hmm. yeah. So the British owned it. So located on the southeastern coast of China... Um, Hong Kong, consisting of an area measuring 400 square miles, uh, was administered as a British crown colony until July 1st, 1997, oh, when wow. its sovereignty reverted to the People's Republic of China. Wow. So technically, Hong Kong was British. Yeah. No, technically British owned. Yeah. They were just leasing the land. Can you imagine leasing a uh, space where 40 million people live? I mean, that's just... It's crazy. Yeah. Hong Kong's massive. It is very big. Yeah. Imagine how mad... I, want, I hope it wasn't rent-controlled. Oh, God, stop. 
Imagine if they were paying four hundred bucks a month. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, I wonder if British had to. I wonder if the Brits had to like mow all the grass. Oh, they just left it. They were like, "It's not my land. Right. You, you guys deal with it for four hundred dollars." <laughs> nope, not doing nope, it. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, uh, June seventh, seventeen ninety. Okay. Yep. Going back. First book copyrighted under Constitution. All right. The Philadelphia Spelling Book. So it's a dictionary. Pretty much. All right. Before, so it's pre-Webster. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. So I, I didn't know. Well, copyright. I mean, you have to copyright everything yeah. nowadays. Philadelphia Spelling Book. Spelling Book. book. Hmm. Yep. I'm glad we went with dictionary. Yeah. Think, hey, break out the spelling book. Let me see if that's a word. Yeah. Mm. Nope. Mm. Nah. Can we? Wow. Well, wait. What was the other word for it? Wasn't there like two other, or am I think it's... Uh, no, no. No, no. You're right. Wasn't, it was going to be dictionary or something else. No, no, no. It was, no. Because Webster. No, Webster. Yeah. yeah, yeah it okay, was the yeah, other yeah. guy. That's it was right. the other guy that was doing the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the other guy. And the name was awful. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. right. Um, <laughs> it's all coming back. I know. All right. June 10th, 1652. <laughs> Damn. So we're going way back, like right it. near the start of the colonies. Uh, in Massachusetts, silversmith John Hull opened the first mint in the USA oh. um, in defiance of the of English colonial law, because at the time, we weren't allowed to mint our own money. Okay. Um, we were only supposed to use uh, British That's right. currency. That's yep, yep, yep. Um, The first coin issued was the Pine Tree Shilling, Ooh. designed by Hull himself. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if you can get a hold of that bad boy. Well, it was, you know, so the thing about money back in, in colonial times um, was that, like, each state and sometimes provinces had their own money. Mm. So there was, like, 50 or 60 different types of currency in the U.S. So counterfeiting oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ran rampant, yeah. which I think we touched on that subject a little bit. We did a show on, on money. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> so it's pretty cool. That is true. But yeah, the first official mint uh, was John Hull. That's cool. Yeah. It's too bad his name wasn't Mint. Oh. You know what I mean? Imagine? Jonathan Mint. Perfect. Right. Well, it yeah. is now. I'm glad they didn't call it the Hull. <laughs> right. But that's the thing is like if you retract on history, so many things could be different mm-hmm. than what they are now. Mm-hmm. You I know? know. And how weird would it be? Just anything. We've been weird stuff like... You know, so this is a wall, right? Yeah. What if this was called a foot? That's you know what I mean. I know. Like, hang your picture on the foot. Let Man. me see if it. Let me see how it is. And if back in the day, that's what it was called. Yeah, it would have right been that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. That could be a crazy show. That would be weird, right? I mean, if we speak in like if we refer to things like yeah. as the opposite. You know, Let's speak into the shoe, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Oh man, people. <laughs> What the are they talking about? Right. <laughs> Stupid dudes. All right, June 11th, 1870. First Stone Amstel Brewery opens in Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Amstel Brewery. Amstel Brewery. Yep. It's a Dutch brewery founded in 1870 on the some place in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> it was taken over by Heineken International in 1968, and the brewing plant closed down in 1982, with production moving to the main... Heineken plant in, oh God, Zoderawoudi. 
Yeah? You like that place? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, f- I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's where it went to. Zonder Bawawi. Zonder Bawawi. Zonder Bawawi. I want to say... Yeah, Heineken. <laughs> got it. Yep. <laughs> got it. I got it. Oh, man. So, let's get into these great... Medal of Honor stories. Medal of Honor stories. All right, I'm going to kick us off yeah. with Bernard Bell, U.S. Army, World War II. <clears throat> For fighting gallantly at uh, Middlewire, 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 mm-hmm. Middlewire, France, um, on the morning of 18 December 1944, he led a squad against the schoolhouse held by enemy troops. Damn. Okay, so just, just right there in the beginning with that. Right away. How crazy the times were during World War II, mm-hmm. that schools were like bases for... Oh, right. You know what I mean? So, like, you're yeah. attacking a school. Yeah. You're not attacking a, a, base. a base. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's there should be children there learning in the middle of an afternoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so, uh, when his men covered him, he dashed towards the building, surprised two guards at the door, and took them prisoner without firing a shot. Nice. Ninja style. I like it. He found that other Germans were in the cellar, um, these he threatened with hand grenades, forcing 26 in all to emerge and surrender. Damn. His squad then occupied the building and prepared to defend it against powerful enemy action. The next day, the enemy poured artillery and mortar barrages into the position, hmm. uh, disrupting communications, uh, which Sergeant Bell repeatedly uh, repaired under heavy small arms fire as he crossed dangerous terrain to keep his company commander informed of all squads' situations. Wow. So, he gets in there and forces 26 soldiers right away. to surrender by himself, right? So he took out took out two of them, and, it, okay, so, and now, crazy. now he's running back and forth yeah. to these, like, communication points, fixing shit, because yeah. they keep breaking stuff. Damn. All while getting shot at. <laughs> of course. Okay, so during the day, several pr- several prisoners were taken and other Germans uh, killed when hostile forces were, atta- um, were attracted to the schoolhouse by the sound of captured German weapons fired by the Americans. So we were capturing people and then using their guns, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. A German tank... Um, fired round after round into the structure, partially demolishing the upper stories. Uh, Despite the heavy fire, Sergeant Bell climbed to the second floor and directed artillery fire, which forced the hostile tank to withdraw. Damn, this dude is... So they're blowing up the building around him. Yeah. Now he's going upstairs, aiming artillery at this tank, and then now he makes the tank run away. Okay, despite this heavy fire... Uh, Okay, so he then adjusted mortar fire on large forces of enemy enemy foot soldiers attempting to reach the American position, and when this task broke uh, and attempted to retire, he directed deadly machine gun and rifle fire into their disorganized ranks. (laughs) So he gets them to flee, and then they're all... Ah! What do we do? And now he's like, get the machine guns! (laughs) (laughs) Here's my machine guns. (laughs) So, Uh, calling for armored support to blast out the German troops hidden behind a wall, he unhesitatingly exposed himself to heavy small arms fire to stand beside a friendly tank and tell its occupants where to rip holes in the wall, um, protecting uh, protecting approaches to the school building. He then uh, trained machine guns on the gaps. So, he runs up next to a tank that's getting shot at. 
and tells them where to poke holes in the wall. Right. Right? Then he goes to the machine gunners and are like, okay, that hole, that hole, and that hole. Right. Start shooting. Wow. This guy's nuts, man. He's intelligent as hell. Right. Yeah. So so now he's with the machine guns and he's telling them where to shoot. He goes, by his intrepidity and bold, aggressive leadership, Sergeant Bell enabled his eight-man squad. Eight men. So there's only eight dudes here. Oh, By the way, yeah. um, enabled his eight-man squad to drive back approximately 150 enemy soldiers, wow. killing at least 87 and capturing 42. Personally, he killed more than 20 enemies and captured 33 prisoners. That dude's amazing. Just him! He took out 20 and captured 33. Wow. Solo and lived. With seven other dudes. An eight-man squad. Eight dudes. Man. I drove back 150 and killed 87. Oh, and captured 42. Man. Eight dudes. Imagine how shitty those guys felt. Oh, yeah. Dude, that... Like, oh, did you guys get to school? Nah. Right. There was eight dudes in there. But imagine how that eight-man squad feels. Ooh! Never been, never been more pumped up ever, ever. Ooh, never been more pumped up. And from what I, from what the research I did on this, none of his guys died. That's so, that's great. That is a good story. Eight v one fifty. Man, and you made them all look like bitches. Damn, that's good. Yep. That's why we won. <laughs> <laughs> So and you just go, Bell. I mean, that—that's—that's that's like, you know, and some it's, movie shit. And it's crazy too because right away, he captured the people right down in the basement. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. he was just straight away, like that. Got him. See ya. Damn that. Dude. So those. Let's see. He captured what twenty six. Yeah. So yeah. He, they, there was twenty six of them. Well, two guards upstairs and twenty six down. So twenty eight. There were twenty eight enemies in that school. And he got them all out, and then eight dudes held the school. Right. When 26 couldn't. Damn. This dude, man. Fierce. That's some... I wish they would make a movie I mean, about easily. that situation right there. Easily. That could be a whole movie. It's, two hours long. It's, easy. It could be like longer that. than it could that. Be, that, I, that would be a, a dope movie. So when you were reading it, in my mind, just like for most of these... I could visualize yeah. what was happening. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's crazy. Oh, man. It's crazy. That was a great story. Yeah. That one blew me away. <laughs> that one blew me away. All right. So we're going to go to World War One. U.S. Army, Nels T. Wold. Wold. Yep. All right. He rendered most gallant service in aiding the advance of his company, which he had been held up by machine gun nests, advancing with one other soldier and silencing the guns, bringing, bringing with... Him upon his return, eleven prisoners. So he just went yeah. to this thing, and he was like, "I'm going." Yep, I'm in. <clears throat> Later the same day, he jumped up, jumped from a trench, and rescued a comrade who was who was about to be shot by a German officer, killing the officer during the exploit. Okay. He rushed four other machine gun nests, killing all the enemy soldiers and saving five more of his soldiers' lives. Four machine gun nests. Yeah. So he's just right. Boop. Boop. I got and this world, one. And World War One was awful. Well, I mean, they were all awful. But yeah. World War One, the significant part about World War One is that it was, um, it was all trench warfare. Right, right, right. 
So, you know, you dig in mm-hmm. and then you're just there. You're you know just, what I mean? You could be there for months. And you can't. Yeah. So whatever's you know what coming mean? is. Yeah. So these nests are are dug in. And so, yeah, he's just, he, and he boop. He's like, I'm going to go get another one. 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 Um, saving five more of his soldiers. His actions were all entirely voluntary. Yeah, so, so nobody he, told him to go do he it. He wasn't even... Yeah, he was just... Right. It's like, Matt, I'm going to go take out all these machine gun nests. Yeah. No, you don't You'd have to. You'd be like, okay, <laughs> idiot. <clears throat> um, all voluntary. And it was while attempting to rush the fifth machine gun nest that he was killed. Mm. The advance of his company was mainly due to his great courage and devotion to duty. With his actions, his team and company was able to complete the mission that was given. That's crazy. Yeah. So That's he, crazy. I can't believe he rushed all those machine gun nests. Yeah. Him and one other dude. And one other dude. Yeah. So, yeah. So Those, those two guys, friends for life. Ever. Yeah. Can you imagine going through that with somebody? And, no, I can't. Like the 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 bond that those two guys must have mm-hmm. because of that day, yeah. The he's, end. He's like, I'm going. He's like, I'm going too. Right. I got you. Yep. Damn. But it's crazy. Just the the little bit that he did, you know, just you know, rushing those nests helped his whole squad completely because. They were able to complete the mission, you know. Mm-hmm. What if he never did do that? Right. The whole thing could have been... Could have been totally the opposite. Different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Nasty Wold. I like it. Great stories. Nels. Nels. that name, too. Different. Nels. I like it. Different. Nels T. Wold. <laughs> yep. I like it. So, but anyways, guys, that's our history. Yes. And our Medal of Honor stories for the day. If you like this one, don't forget you can check out all these history shows every Monday on our YouTube page. You can also check us out on Facebook, both at One Drink Podcast. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with a friend. Hit that bell and you'll be notified. Uh, be the first first ones notified when our new episodes hit. And you will like them. That's right. It's pretty easy. Yeah. We're relatable. Yeah. We're, we're, hands- we're handsome. 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 Normal. Yeah. Handsome. <laughs> And, mention it twice. And you know what? It's just easy listening. And we're triers. We're triers. We try. And you can listen on all major uh, platforms. Yeah. Our beautiful voices. Ooh. So. That was good. Yeah. That was good. We're everywhere. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that more often on the show. <laughs> people will just like that. <laughs> right. Probably not. Probably gonna get some comments be like, Ollie, please don't ever make that noise again. Right. You sound like a dog dying in a garbage can. <laughs> Cool, got it, bro. Thanks for watching. Hit the sub button. Or I'll do it again. One of the negative. Ooh! <laughs> the, Ooh, ultimatums! Oh. Hit the sub button or I'm going to make that noise every single week. Or we start singing at the end of each show. One drink. Just horrible. <laughs> we'll come up Just with a... racket. We'll come up with something. Yep. Come up with our own one drink no, jingle. Don't. Not the jingle, not the jingle! <laughs> subscribe. I subbed, I subbed, I subbed. <laughs> Have 100,000 subs by next week. Oh, man. Please, not the song. (laughs) Anyways, guys, from both of us to you, cheers. See ya.